they've clearly shown by coming to the website, by requesting more information, they've clearly shown that, hey, I, I have a problem going on and I'm, I'm reaching out to see if you can solve it. And if someone says, hey, I have a problem, then I'm going to try to really get in touch with them to tell them that I can or maybe I can't solve their problem. And I'm just I'm trying to give them that answer. Welcome back to the 100% Occupied podcast. My name is Luke. I'm here with my good friend Dallas. Dallas, how's it going? It is going fantastic. We've gotten like three inches of rain in Texas this afternoon, and it has that's like three inches more than we've gotten in the last three months. So it's a beautiful day in Central Texas, Luke. Wonderful. Yeah, it's uh, 75 degrees here. Super nice. Yep. So it's it's that time it's of be year. Awesome this weekend. Oh yeah, some uh, college football this weekend. High of 74, I think. It's gonna be great. Uh, so anyway, so today Lovely. we are talking about managing expectations for your leads so you know you and i we hear this a lot because we we deal with leads every single day and how many times have you heard well those leads aren't any good this week multiple times (laughs) (laughs) yeah so we thought you know what let's talk about this on on the podcast this week because uh it's a common thing and and it's not just this industry uh, I've, I've worked in multiple industries. Um, in fact, I used to actually have the domain, theleadsuck.com, Luke. I'm not going to told you about this. No. I was going to use it as a joke. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to use it as a joke for uh, for marketing agencies. But um, it, it really is – it's all about expectations. That's really what it comes down to. And also having an understanding of how you have to farm the leads – because there, there is a system to it, and you have to always remember, ultimately, it is a numbers game, okay? And there's different steps of the sales funnel, and once you really, I wouldn't say perfect, because I don't think you can ever perfect a sales funnel, I, but once you have it optimized, right? That's probably the right word. Once you have an optimized sales funnel and you say, okay, we know that if we get 1,000 people to our website, it's going to generate about 100 to 150 leads that month. And of those 100, 150 leads, it's going to generate 10 to 20 tours. And of those 10 to 20 tours, we're going to close 5 or 10 or 3 or yep. whatever your close percentage is, right? And we've talked about that before, but we've never really spent a whole lot of time talking about what, how, how should you look at leads, right? So... Yeah. Um, so again, the problem is so many salespeople, they get a lead and they think this is a bad lead. And a lot of times it's not that it's a bad lead. It's that it's a marketing qualified lead and it's not yet a sales qualified lead. And it gets to the salesperson too quickly or too early in the process. And there's not a, a good enough system that says, okay, yeah, Dallas Ship is a qualified lead, a sales qualified lead. Let's connect him to sales director Susan right Um, and what the other thing too and this is we see this all the time is a bad lead just didn't answer the phone the first time yeah how often do you see that oh I mean we we see this I mean we we had it happen this week we've had it happen many many times before Uh, and when this when we get feedback that hey we got all these leads and they were no good then what our procedure is to 
we just go and kind of double check and make sure, you know, is there something wrong with our system? Is there a glitch? Is, you know, because, I mean, technology, you, ne you never know what might happen. And so we and end that up. That has happened one time. One time we did, there was a glitch that we uncovered that was an easy fix. But in all the people that we've ever served, that's happened one time. But right. we do, like you said, if, if, it, if, if you raise the flag, we will check to make sure that there's not a glitch. But yeah. in reality, I've only seen that happen one time in all of the hundreds of locations we've served. Yeah. So with the instance this week, we were told, hey, these are bad leads. Uh, I can't get a hold of any of them. And so I took it upon myself. I contacted all of those phone numbers and made contact with um, five out of the seven. And they the numbers are were good numbers and they were legitimate leads. And so, I mean, like you said, it's because they have a list to dial and then out of the list and if they don't pick up then it's a bad lead uh so let's talk just, about that they just kind of write it off so let's talk about that list let's really dig in there if you have a list of a hundred leads from your website the first time you go through it and call them how many how many people you think you'll talk to because you used to do this right like you've you've done this if you get a list of a hundred people what do you think five ten uh, yeah, I was going to say 10. Depends on time of day, but 10 is a safe number. Okay. So what do you do with those other 90? The other 90, um, let's just call to make again. it. Do I know? Yeah. Call them, you call, call them, should you call them again? Yeah. So if you dial it and they don't answer, you immediately hang up, and then you dial again. You'll get uh, more people to answer the phone that time, and if they don't answer that time, you leave a voicemail and you send a text. And so, and when you've done this, because you have, you have made these calls and they answer on the second time, what percentage of the time are they upset that you called again? Zero percent of the time. And I, I know I've told this before, but I, I did this to one lead and they answered and said, Hey, I'm actually at, um, you know, a, a funeral for my sister. And like, they weren't upset about it. Um, because like, I'm just, I'm trying to get they've clearly shown by coming to the website by requesting more information they've clearly shown that hey i, I have a problem going on and I'm, I'm reaching out to see if you can solve it and if someone says hey i have a problem then i'm going to try to to really get in touch with them to tell them that i can or maybe i can't solve their problem and that i'm just i'm trying well, to give them that answer and i will take it a step further as someone who has helped my grandparents find senior living communities if i reach out to you and say, I want you to help me solve this problem. You have a moral responsibility to reach out to me as often as you can. And I think so often, because I'm in sales too, I hate follow-up, right? I hate follow-up. But if I can solve a problem, I have a moral obligation to make sure that I do everything I can to help them solve that problem. But we look at it so often as, oh, I don't want to bother them. I, I don't want to annoy them. No, people are consuming thousands of messages a day between email, social media, text messages. You have to be loud to be heard. And so, again, when you get a list of 100 leads, you're probably going to get 10 to answer the first time, another 10 or 12 answer the second time, another 5 or 6 to answer the third time, another 5 or 6 to answer the fourth time, 
And so then it, it may take you five times, six times through the list to get to that 35, 40, 50% mark of contacts. Now, no, you're not going to, you're not going to connect with all of them. I'm not ever, I'm not saying that if you get a list of hundred, you're going to have a phone conversation with all hundred, but you should be shooting between 30 and 50 of those to have a phone conversation but it's going to take multiple calls, multiple texts, multiple emails most of the time to get them, um, yeah. which is where automation really comes in to yeah. play. Because, again, you think about this on a rolling basis. If you've got 50 leads this week and 50 leads next week and 30 leads the next week and 40 leads the next week, that becomes really, really hard to keep track of all that and make those calls and text messages when you need to make them with the frequency and the timing that you need to make them without automation. And I, I'd hate to beat a dead horse on the podcast, but it really does make a difference because, number one, just making the time to make those calls and send those text messages and send those emails, that's hurdle number one, and that's really hard. Number two, let's, let's be honest about what's really going to happen there as well. You're going to get a list of 100 people. Or let's just say 50. You get 50 this week. You get a list of 50 people, and you make 10 calls and nobody answers. Guess what happens to the other 40? Ah, oh, these leads are bad. The leads are bad, Luke. The leads are bad. Someone someone just sits around and goes and looks up senior living communities and fills out a form uh, for funsies, right? No, the no. leads are not bad. They're they're just busy too. Yeah, there is right? something that's now, some bad, of them, and it's not the leads. <laughs> <laughs> it's the follow up. Yeah, but I mean, some of them. If if your lead generator was a pricing download, some of them are like, oh, I can't afford it. And they're not going to answer your calls. And that's okay. Right? Like, that. that's okay. The whole point is to get more and more data so that you can get better and better traffic coming to your website and then convert more and more of that traffic into a lead and convert more and more of those leads into a tour so that you give yourself sales opportunities. That's yeah. it. I mean, it's not rocket science. Um, but, I mean, the average – the average uh, – touches i believe is like six and a half or seven is that right yeah yeah on on average so that yeah. on average you're gonna have to send a, send a combination of six emails texts and phone calls in order to connect with a lead and have a conversation and you know when you're doing it manually that's that gets really hard really hard so um you know and is it that people are lazy i don't think so not most of the time would you agree i mean you've worked with a lot of a lot of folks in the communities maybe maybe 10 percent. it's because of laziness yeah i mean there, there's always you'll you can always find someone who's the problem is just because they're lazy but i mean i would say most most of the time the people we work with um are not lazy that's not that's not the issue they really do want to be really good at their job they really care about the community they want 100 percent occupancy with a wait list and and they're willing to work to to make and they that want happen. to serve these families and they want to that, serve the families. The I, when I have these conversations with them, they want to serve these families. Uh, if you've got a good person in that sales in that sales seat, they want to serve these families. They're passionate yep. about it. Either they had an experience with their mom or grandmother or sister or aunt or whatever. Um, so I don't think I, I would say the real problem is just again not having a full understanding and an accurate expectation of what the lead follow up system should look like to begin with. Right. Yeah. Someone trained somebody that trained somebody that trained them that, hey, when you get a list, you just call them. And if they answer, great. And if they don't, they're a bad lead. Mark them off the list. To yep. me, that's what I see more often than not. Would you agree? 
Yeah, it's it's the idea of whatever hap you know what however I learned it and and how I was successful at it twenty years ago, you know let's we can still do that today. I mean it was we um, we're obviously not going to mention any any names on here, but I mean we in the past like year and a half uh, we we came across a sales coach in the industry who was still requiring everyone to use a whiteboard and like use a whiteboard to manage all of their leads. Now, are there some good things you can do with the whiteboard? Of course, but this person was very hesitant against using automation and using, um, you know, a very structured follow-up process. Instead, they were doing everything on this whiteboard. And so, yeah, that may have worked in the 90s, in the early 2000s, when there weren't as many competitors. But now, with the influx of leads and all the competitors, the time of, you know, hey, we're going to manage all this on our whiteboard, that is way long gone. Well, and that competitor, that's another that, that's the other thing, too, is that so many people are adding automation. And by the way, I, I see a lot of people that are adding automation that's not good automation. Um, we, there's a whole... We've had a podcast after podcast talking about that. But when you do add automation, make sure that you you have somebody as part of that process that understands the difference between good automation and bad automation. How do you track the data? How do you get, how do you get all that tied together? Uh, because when you hear people talk about, oh, it was a nightmare when we did this, it's probably because they didn't, they didn't really have the right approach. Um, so when we say that you need to add automation in, uh, you want to add good automation. In. Uh, and one of those things also is it should be very human-like. It should not be robotic and feel feel like automation. So, um, you know, so again, I think the, the reality is, you know, if, if you're a VP listening to this, especially, or you're in, you're in the C-suite, and you're thinking about your salespeople, do they really have a firm understanding and a, a clear expectation of what that follow-up process looks like, a combination of automation and what they need to be doing. Is that system clearly laid out for them, and have they been trained to say, call, no answer, call again right away? That's number one. Uh, are the text messages going out at the right time? All that kind of stuff, you know, that, hey, you know, miss call, miss call, text message, boom, all three done. That would be my that would be my thought, right? Um, you may start with a text message before as well, because what you'll see is if you send a text message before you call and they recognize the number when they call, your answer rate will go up, will go up as well. Well, and especially, um, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because on my phone, I've got it to where it doesn't ring me if it's a number I don't have in my contacts, and so if you can send a text first and include your contact card and say, hey. Just sending you my, my info if you want to save this so you'll know who it is when I call. Because, uh, I mean, I, I get so many spam calls, and so I don't even get a buzz if it's someone I don't have in my contacts, which saves me a lot of frustration. <laughs> so if you're going right. to be calling leads, um, it's a good idea to have a text go through first and say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be calling. Here's my contact card. So how do you solve the problem? So we talked a little bit yep. about automation. 
right? So you, but you have to build a good follow-up plan. And the follow-up plan doesn't have to be fully automated, but I do think there has to be components that are automated. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, because, I mean, the, the first part of this um, is, I mean, let's be honest. The, the first part of this is impossible for one person to do this, to follow up within two minutes of every lead. You may think that you can do this, and we've even, we've asked people before, like, you know, how is your sales team following up? Oh, they have the expectation of they're supposed to follow up, you know, within five minutes. Um, some of them may be able to do that some of the time, but what happens when they're on a tour? What happens when a resident walks into their office and wants to complain about the food or the activity that day? What happens when there's a random tour that comes in that they weren't expecting? So you, to, in order to follow up within two minutes, um, every time to every new lead, it's impossible for a human being in the sales and marketing position to do that. You have to have automation. It's just, there's no way around it. So the speed to lead is, is an obvious one, I think. And then the frequency of the follow-up to me is equally important. And when people, we, so we tell people 15 touches in the first two weeks. And a lot of times people are like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Well, again, the first four or five are going to be the first day. Right, so because it's going to be a text message. Hey, Luke, this is Dallas. Just saw you. Blah 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 blah. Reaching out, you know, a couple phone calls, another text message that they don't answer, and an email. Right, so there you got five that are spread out. Like, hey, just saw you. You reached out. I'm here to help you solve your problem. You know that kind of presentation. Um, and then, then the others are just dripped out over the course of two weeks. It's not 10, 10 messages over 14 days. That's not a, that's not a lot, right? No. And yes, are you going to get some people who say, hey, piss off, leave me alone? Sure. And you know what? That's fine. That's, that's A-okay. Yep. Don't, don't freak out and get emotional about that because, it, again, they either can't afford it, they, you know, they've decided as a family they don't want it right now, you know, also, put yourself in their shoes. They may reply to you with some attitude because they've been having an emotional conversation with mom and dad or siblings or whatever, spouses. There's a whole lot of stuff that goes into that. So don't ever take that personal. Like It's, yep. it's, it's all a numbers game when it comes to these web leads. Uh, and then if you still don't have, get connection after those 15 touches, guess what? Put them in drip campaigns. Yep. Right? Invite them to events. Share testimonials with them. Share stories that show you're empathetic to their their problems, right? Um, when you have a special offer, let them know, like, hey, I know it's been a while since we talked or since I've heard from you, but just want to let you know, you know, I know things change in families all the time. Um, you know, we, we, we actually, we don't usually have a room available for assisted. We've got an apartment right now, you know, if, if you need it. We were offering a free move-in deal or whatever it is. But put them in those drip campaigns yeah. where you're, you're providing them offer. Which, by the way, those promotional offers, I would keep that to less than 20% of the messages you send out. Right? 80 to 85% of your messages to them in the drip campaigns should be value. Right? So invite them to an event, share testimonials, share stories that are empathetic, all those kind of things. Um, I would keep the, the offers and the sales pitches to 
really maybe even 10%, 10-15%. And this is not 15 times of saying, hey, can you come to her? Can you come to her? Can you to hey, her? checking in. Can you come hey, to her? checking in. Yeah. I mean, this is, yeah, the, the drip campaign, yeah, the, the 80-20, the 85-15, totally. But, I mean, the the first follow-up 15 times, two to three weeks, I mean, it's, you know, hey, by the way, I just wanted to share this testimonial video with you of uh, a Susan. She's in assisted living, and your mom, you know, when you, when you inquired online, you had, you had mentioned you were looking into assisted living for your mom. So I just wanted to share this testimonial video with you. So it's it's not... Hey, can you do her today? Can you do her tomorrow? How about the next day? You're yep. you're giving them something valuable. Yep, I I think it's great. And, and and if you execute this plan with every single lead, your your numbers will go up. You'll get more sales opportunities. Now here's the deal, and there's another expectation, right? When you catch a lead on your website and they are very early in their buying process. It can be a longer sales journey than if they're coming in from an aggregate, like a, like a place for mom, or if they're being referred by a doctor, you know, they're, they're getting discharged from the hospital and need rehab. Any of those are obviously going to be faster sales journeys. But some of these people are literally just starting to think about it. And that's why the drip campaigns are so important. You know, keep inviting them to events. Have events, first of all, that you can invite them to. But invite them to events and send them testimonials. Send them stories. Send them, you know, all that kind of stuff on a regular basis. Uh, and, you know, I'm telling you, you'll be shocked at the difference it makes. Yep. Yep. Um, so. But you got to do it every time. You got to do it every, every time. Every single time. And if you're thinking, Wow. This sounds like a lot to do for one person. It's because it would be a lot to do for one person. And the good news is, I mean, we, we've got a solution for that. If you're thinking, you know, I really want this plan, but I don't want to put this on the plate of my marketing person because I know their plate is already full, then let us know. We'll be happy to tell you how we can help you out and give you a, a a full automation plan and a full human team to handle all of your incoming leads. And so that way your salesperson is really focusing on the leads that are further down the funnel, the leads that are ready to tour, the ones ready to deposit and move in. Uh, we'd be happy to chat with you about that. Yep, absolutely. Shoot me an email, dallas at seniorlivingpros.com. You can also go to our website, moveinmachine.com and uh, set up a, a time for us to chat. Love to show it to you, and uh, if it makes sense for you, great. Uh, if not, it may just give you some ideas of how you can do it, right? Um, but we're, we're happy to, to serve you guys uh, that are listening, and you know, it, it, will, it will make your life easier and better, and it will provide you with more sales opportunities. I guarantee. Yep. So, And you can try it for a month for free, so there's really no... Really no reason not to try it out. Yeah. So, all right. Well, you guys have a great, great rest of your week. Thanks for listening. For those of you that made it all the way through this almost 24 minutes of podcast, we appreciate you and look forward to talking to you soon. Have a great day.